Hello, everybody. Hello, runners. Hope all of you are doing well. Uh, this is Coach Bala here. I'm recording on the 15th of Jan, uh, your species day for uh, many Indians here. Uh, happy Magar Sankranti, Lori, Thai Pongal, um, you know, different uh, parts of India celebrate this harvest festival with different names, but the theme is the same. It's a very auspicious day for uh, many of us. So a very happy um, celebration and uh, a happy function today. Congratulations, folks. You finished, many of you have finished the first MISO week, um, entered into the second week. And uh, for those of uh, you who are in the 5K program, about to complete your first uh, um, MISO as well, end of the next week or this week. Let's uh, see how fast time flies. Um, from all the runners that I'm seeing, you guys are doing an exceedingly good job. A lot of uh, 5K runners have gotten promoted to 10K because of their uh, sort of dedication and uh, commitment. Uh, a lot of 10Ks have also gotten promoted to half marathon. So it's 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 been a good journey, guys. And uh, congratulations. We are almost into the first half of the first month of this year. And... Uh, Things are just picking up. So today, um, I wanted to address that portion of uh, uh, the training where, you know, people who are entering the training program and they look at uh, 800 runners running and then of which about 250 or so are first-time runners. And suddenly I tell them that, you know what, stick with me for 16 weeks or stick with us for 16 weeks. You'll be able to uh, get to the, the start line ready for doing whatever race you want to do long distance running. And some people are like uh, incredulous. They are like, how does that happen? We've never run before or it's been a very, very, very long time since we've run before. How come just 16 weeks is enough to take us to a 5K or a 10K or beyond? And uh, I just, at that time, I just tell them that just trust me. Uh, it's, I'm not saying it just because of my whims of some imagination. This is something we have seen and thousands of runners have gone through it. So we do this. But uh, it's also a time for me to, uh, for those of you or some of you who have asked that question and who haven't got that answer yet, it's time for us to go a little bit deeper. And let's understand what is this training all about. Okay, let's just understand that. It's very important you understand that because as you understand it, then you, when you understand it better, then you will stick to the training better. You will listen to the instructions better and you'll follow the instructions. Yeah. So in one way, the way we can explain what this training is all about is this term that we use, which is this training is all about cardiovascular, musculoskeletal, mental strength training. That's what this training is about in a, in a little bit more scientific way. Cardio, heart, vascular, blood vessel, circulation, muscle, muscle musculoskeletal muscles and bones, and then mental strength is mental strength. So the idea about this training is all about slowly and steadily in a structured manner, improving on all of these five elements. That's really what this training is all about. When these five things incrementally starts improving, what really is happening in our body is what I call it an inside out transformation an inside-out transformation. Things are transforming from deep within to outside. So let us double-click on that a little bit. Let us try to understand what is really happening 
when you wear your shoes and just begin running. Now, at the end of the day, if you think about it, for you to run well, the muscles in your body need to expand and contract. That's what fundamentally when the rubber hits the road, that's what is happening. When the muscles expand and contract, your body is able to provide a kinetic energy sort of uh, motion so that your body is propelled forward. That's really what is happening. For the muscle to expand and contract, brain has to send signal to that muscle to expand and contract. So there has to be a first, a brain-muscle connection has to be there. Let's, let's start with that first. Now, the second thing is, for the muscle to expand and contract, it needs energy. At the end of the day, muscles are made of cells. So inside those cells, energy needs to be released for it to expand and contract. Now, the chemical, uh, the, the, the chemical or the structure within the cell at a cellular level that releases or creates this energy, that cell, that part is called as mitochondria. In fact, it is called as the powerhouse of a cell. Think of that as that is where the oxygen that is available to the cell and the glucose that is available to the cell sort of reacts and forms what is called as an ATP which is a power uh, cell, uh, power compound, which releases power to the cells. Or in other words, you need the mitochondria to, to be there in a cell to provide the energy to the muscle after the muscle gets the signal from the brain to expand and contract. For the mitochondria to do the job, first it has to have mitochondria should be there. That means the more mitochondria in a cell, the more power it can generate. Think like that. But just because there is mitochondria, it is not enough for you to create. It needs the ingredients to create the power. And those ingredients are what I just told you. Oxygen and sugar or glucose. That means something has to come and deliver the oxygen and sugar to these cells. And what is that something? Obviously the blood. So blood has to flow to these cells. That means it has to have pathways, physical pathways, to, for the blood to go and touch the various parts of uh, the body's cellular topography, so to speak. Or in other words, you need to have sufficient blood filled with sufficient oxygen and sugar. In addition to, in addition to that, it should have the pathways. The vascular system needs to be there to get these cells the blood that is required. If there is no blood vessel, it's like no road only. So how can a uh, public transport reach the village? It's like that. So you need to have a road to reach those uh, those cells. So then, so if you keep coming up this value chain, so you need blood, you need blood vessels. Now, who is sending this blood? There must be something that is pushing this blood, right? And of course, as you know, that is heart. So you need to have a good heart to pump sufficiently so that the blood is able to push through different uh, pathways or different blood vessels to reach the cells. So if you have a heart, that is 100% efficient, then it will be able to supply more blood. If you have a heart that is only 50% efficient, then you only have 50% of the blood that is going through. Even if the blood vessels are available, there won't be any much blood flowing through these blood vessels, right? Simple logic. Now, the blood has to also have oxygen, right? Or in other words, where is it getting the oxygen? That's where in the lungs. So 
In the lungs is where the oxygen defi uh, deficient takes place, oxygen carbon dioxide deficient takes place. And that is where it is getting the oxygen and it is getting the glucose from say, let's say the digestive system. So you have the glucose, you have the oxygen. And if the blood is working, the, the heart is working well, enough blood is going. If there are enough pathways, then blood is going to enough number of cells. And if mitochondria is enough in each cell, then you know it has enough amount of mitochondria to convert and create power. And if the brain uh, muscle connection is good, then it is able to send a signal for expanding and contracting. And as a result, you are able to propel forward. So if you think about it, the simple act of running is a combination of many functions coming together to create that running motion that you're doing every day. So, or in other words, if every step of this can be enhanced a little, 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 then it is almost like one plus one plus one plus one plus one is not equal to 10 or five. It is equal to something a lot more than the one plus one that we just talked about. That is what is happening. That is what we call it the inside out transformation. So when we double click it even further, as we run, as we continue to run in a structured manner, and when I say structured, basically what I'm trying to say is you are providing stress to the system in such a way that the body is thinking, oh, I was ready for A, but I'm getting A plus delta right now from a stress standpoint, causing unnecessary sort of you know, injury to the system. So my body being smart, it says, you know what? Let me just slightly build up my capacity from A to A plus delta so that next time when there is that delta coming in, I'll not have any stress. That reaction of the body to a controlled stress is what is called as a training effect. So that's why it needs to be a controlled stress. If there is too much of stress in an uncontrolled way, the body goes into a shock. Body thinks, oh my God, this is not something I can handle. So let me not worry about building uh, additional sort of strength. Let me just go and start protecting myself. You know, and it does other things, not increasing your strength, but it does other things to make sure that the injury is as less as possible. Yeah. So that's why controlled stress is important. And that's why when we ask you to run for two miles and you go and run six miles, you are not really increasing your uh, training effect. You're really putting your body in shock. And that's why when we say, hey, slow down, you need to be in CP, but you are running with panting and, uh, you know, uh, uh, like that type of exhaustion, you are not really putting any training effect. You are really stressing the system beyond uh, what the body can take. That's really why we are saying controlled stress so that you are in that training zone, the training effect zone. So let's come back to this. So let's assume you are in the controlled stress environment. What is happening? So let's start with, from this time, let's start with the heart. Your heart was initially at 50% efficiency. That means for every pump, you know, it, it, it like every time it was able to pump, it was able to pump 50% of what was, uh, you know, what its capacity was. That means, let's say, 50 ml of blood came out. As you're putting control, says it's thinking, you know what? 50 ml probably is not enough because my heart rate is going up right now. Let me start getting my cardiac muscles strengthened, whatever needs to be happening strengthened. So that instead of 50, let me give 55 units of blood. That is a training effect that is happening. 
Similarly, as you are running, the lung air diffusion that is taking place, there also more areolas, the place where there is this diffusion taking place is also increasing. And as a result of that, more parts of your lungs are in action. And when more parts of your lungs are in action, better diffusion takes place. So more oxygen is coming in for the same amount of time that a blood is present in the lungs. Then comes the third one, which is the blood circulation. Now, this is such a beautiful thing. This blood vessels are like this, uh, you know, big rivers, tributaries or distributaries. I think it's distributaries where the main river is flowing and because of the pressure of uh, water, you know, it's going to the sides, it's forming new pathways, right? But as and when more and more water pressure is there, it finds more and more pathways. It's not like the same pathway, more water is going. It does, more water is also going, but it also finds, because of the pressure, it finds more pathways. It opens up more pathways. The same thing happens in our body. As you keep running, you actually increase the number of blood vessels, the length of blood vessels that are there in the body. Or in other words, blood finds its way to more and more parts of your body that heretofore was close, you know. So, or more blood vessels are created or already existing blood vessels that was closed has opened up. Or in other words, you're suddenly seeing more and more muscles are in play, which is interesting. So you have heart getting better, your lungs getting better, Blood is now flowing to more and more parts of your body. And then at a muscular level, the same thought process happens. Let's imagine you have 100 fibers of muscles. When you start the training, only 50 50 fibers are being used. The remaining 50 is sleeping. But as you do structured training, now 50 onwards, it goes to 70 muscle fibers are being used. 80 muscle fibers are being used. Not only that. The body is thinking, oh my God, I'm getting more stress. Let me make more muscles, fibers. Or in other words, when you started, 50 out of 100 was being used. Now you have not 100. The denominator itself has moved to 150. And instead of 50, now it is like 110 muscle fibers are being used. Or in other words, the the denominator is increased. The proportion of the denominator is increased in terms of the muscle fiber. That means more muscle is in play. Or in other words, you are getting more strength. Finally, not finally, last but one, because you are doing it in a consistent manner, the brain is able to send a signal to the right muscles. It is getting trained to send the signal. For him to take this bicep muscle, you do this, your brain knows how to send the signal to move this. So it is very clear. But if I ask, if I say, can I move my uh, ear? I can't because I haven't used that on a regular basis. But some people can move their ears. That's because brain knows where, which signal to send because it's being used. Your butt muscle, for instance, always sleeping. But as you train, then brain is able to send those signals and activate more fibers, more muscle fibers. And then, of course, as you do this, cellular level, the mitochondria itself, volume itself is increasing. So if you think about it, folks, stepping back, think about what your body is going through right now. Your heart is getting better. It's pumping more. Your lungs are getting better. More oxygen diffusion is taking place. More in a vascular system, more blood vessels are being uh, formed. So blood is going to more places. More muscle fibers are being created and more percentage of muscle fiber that is there is being activated. 
your brain muscle connection is getting better your uh, at a cellular level your mitochondria which is the powerhouse that is also volume is increasing efficiency is increasing all of this is coming together and you are getting transformed on top of all of this the most powerful thing which is your mental strength your brain is looking at you when you started the 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 season your brain is looking at you and saying that hey bala sorry at half a mile you are going to drop down dead so don't ever go more than half a mile but because of the structure training you are racing the benchmark the mental benchmark for your own self you are like a half mile now i can easily do i've gone up to 1.5 miles right now if i somebody asks me to do half mile i won't even think about it well folks there are folks here in this group who can do the same thing for a half marathon you know like they won't even think about half marathon like if i ask those guys and there are like lots of folks like that if i pick one of those guys and say hey you just had your breakfast yes why don't you go and do a half marathon they say yeah, sure and they can just go and do a half marathon and come back without even thinking how did that happen because their mental benchmark is full marathon so half marathon for them is like they've done this hundreds of times or in other words mental strength which drives all of this has increased dramatically so in some combination folks with all of this cardiovascular musculoskeletal mental strength improvement that is marginally but finitely increasing every week thanks to your structured training thanks to controlled stress and not uncontrolled shock your body is going through an inside out transformation when there is an inside out transformation you suddenly realize that you are getting better at this game your health is improving physical fitness increases as a re- as a result your mental well-being increases i hope by the way folks you all have seen my podcast on mental fitness that we have launched mental fitness helpline uh, make sure that you see it and make use of it as and when is required for you or your family uh, so that is what is happening and that's why within a short span of 16 weeks you are at the start line fully ready to do whatever is necessary for that day hope that makes sense cardiovascular musculoskeletal mental strength training is what we are uh, the journey that we are in right now the second point i wanted to make today is about your engine the engine that drives you of course for any movement you need an engine right and of course your engine is starting off with your heart of course the entire uh, value chain i just talked about but heart is your main engine which is pushing the power through the system so the way i want you to keep in mind as you're going through the structure training is what type of engine that you want to develop right now i'm an engineer i'm a marine engineer so i dealt in engines all my life so this is something very uh, i can closely uh, relate to <clears throat> now when you look at uh, let's say uh, a lawn mower engine you know the the one that we use uh, for uh, say mowing the lawn with a small one or blowing the leaves you will see there is an engine likewise if you look at the other side like say heavy duty high powered cars bmw mercedes they also have an engine yeah now the difference between these two uh, first of all the similarity between these two is that at the end of the day something is rotating in the engine and that rotation causes the uh, the power to be delivered to the wheels or to the blower as the case may be 
That's what is that's a commonality. There's nothing, no change there. But when you look at a when you look at the leaf blower engine, for instance, the leaf blower engine is rotating at heavy speed, like you know, they, what they call it as RPM, revolutions per minute. Probably it is running thousands of RPM. And it's like that noise is making, and uh, you know, it's sending the blower, blower fan is, uh, is going on. But if you do this for like five, for 10 minutes, that's it, the engine will just burn up. It's meant for, or 20 minutes, the engine, it's meant for short burst of energy that is being delivered. And just for the blower to, it's not meant for a long term, like, you know, for one day of uh, running that for instance, or three hours of doing it, not possible. It'll get very hot. And it'll, it'll, it's, not meant, it's not designed for that. So it's high RPM, low power throughput. Basically, that's what really a, a leaf blower engine is. But when you take a BMW or a Mercedes engine, you will not even know that the engine is running, right? It's so soft and smooth and the RPMs are quite low. But, you know, you all know the power it is generating. Not only it is generating power, it can sustain that power for a very long time. You want to drive to Florida, uh, put your, uh, you know, automatic navigation at 75 miles per hour and that's it. You won't even know the car is moving or it's keep going. Nothing will happen to the engine. It's like you're floating because the engine is high powered, lower RPM, but high power delivery and it can sustain for a very long time. So, you know where I'm going here. Now we are in the business of creating our own aerobic engine. And the engine that we need to shoot for is not the leaf blower engine but the BMW Mercedes engine, low power, uh, I mean, high power, but low RPM and sustaining for a very long time. Or in other words, the way to develop the, the BMW type engine is running more and more in what we call it as the aerobic zone. The zone in which your body is functioning with excess oxygen, thereby body is not in a state of stress, thereby body is building high-powered output as opposed to anaerobic zone, which is running too fast, getting out of breath, as a result, body is in a state of shock and all the body is trying to do is not making sure that it doesn't get injured or somehow, somehow sustain that sudden surge in the requirement of power. So that's where we are, guys. So in summary, let us build a high-powered long-lasting Mercedes BMW kind of an engine for us to power our runs, which by definition is a long distance run, long time you need to be running. And the way you do that is trust in the process, trust in the power of inside-out transformation that you all are going through, which is cardiovascular, musculoskeletal, mental strength improvement. Hope that makes sense, folks. Continue this journey. Make sure you are on top of all the, uh, the podcasts and weekend messages we are sending. Be on top of it. And before it runs away from you, you guys are doing phenomenally well. Let's continue the process. Good luck. Mm-hmm.